Hello, it is Katie here and this is our third podcast, um, Katie and Gemma. Hello. Of course. Um, already this is our third podcast and as promised, today's topic is step off the scales. So this topic is um, more Gemma's thing than mine's. Uh, however, we both have experience in it. From I would say from a coaching perspective and also from people who have actually stood on the scales every single day for yeah, prolonged. Yeah, honestly, I think it's not even. I think this is an every person thing, not like a just a fitness issue or anything. No, everyone has some kind of relationship with the scales, good or bad. Yes, so we're here to talk about that today. Um, and we'll throw in a little bit of our experience from standing on the skills and our mindset around that, uh, how we've overcome that and how we help our clients overcome that as well. And hopefully you guys will get something from it today. Yeah, for sure. So, I obviously have all my clients step on the scales. I put my clients on the scales as well. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm not saying scales have absolutely no use whatsoever. So obviously they do, they provide indicators for me, but uh, yeah, both of our clients, I guess, would have, probably have issues with the scales. I think issues with the scales come down to self-confidence, which you work a lot with. Yes. And a mindset and motivation. Everyone has this lack of faith in themselves that is then just corroborated by a number. That's the issue we're kind of looking at today anyway. Yes. Yeah, so I think we should start on the big one and I'll let you take over for this, Um, but the biggest question I think everybody has when it comes to um, scales is why haven't they moved? So why haven't the scales moved or why have I put weight on? Um, And this is for people who weigh themselves probably quite often, Um, but even if you don't, it doesn't always give you the meeting that you want. And so I'm going to pass you to Gemma to talk about why that could be. So yeah, I, I spend most of my time actually, people jump on the scales and I'll be like, that's fine, that's totally fine, don't worry. Because they'll look at it and they'll be like, what? I've been so good. But yeah. there's, honestly, there's so many factors down to literally which way the wind is blowing, it feels like anyway. Um, the reasons why they make no sense or why you've suddenly gained weight even though you stuck to your diet even though you've been in the gym four times a week etc starting with unfortunately for us females the scales are a difficult issue hormones do so much there there's a difference in your weight i, I think it's about 10 pounds or something like that it can be due to your hormones you your yeah, yeah, you can you can gain or lose up to ten times. Yeah, it like feels like that. Range. It definitely feels like that. Yeah. For me, it's always the week before. Um, at, so the the week before, and leading up to menstruation is definitely the time where I feel yeah. and I I look different. Yeah, I lose any kind of abs that I ever have, <laughs> not the ones I used to have, uh, I lose any definition, I, I feel watery, I feel bloated, but not just 
around the stomach. I think that people think um, that when it's the time of the month or when you have PMT, you feel bloated and that's a feeling in your stomach. But for me, it's everywhere. It's my arms, it's yeah. my legs, my face. You just begin to feel a bit like a marshmallow. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah. estrogen peaks just before you start your period. So yeah. in the cycle, it peaks just before, which is why you feel like that. And that, that hormone is definitely linked to water retention. But then when you go on your period, that's when progesterone peaks and that has almost the same effect. So sometimes, sometimes when I start my period, I feel like, I feel like, oh, so we've just started with the period chat like two minutes in. That's yeah, extreme. FYI, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoops. Definitely a girl's podcast today. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, progesterone does basically the same thing, but um, sometimes I feel like I'm okay when I'm on it, and then yeah, other times same. I'm just terrible. It's to do with your progesterone level. I'm definitely crazy on it, <laughs> but with regards to the way that I look and feel about my body, I definitely feel like the, the first couple of days of periods I can go to the gym and completely smash it, and I feel leaner, uh, but that week leading up to it, it's almost like until, until the very day it starts, I am just a marshmallow, as you say. Yeah, that's, that's your estrogen. Yeah. Also, uh, those hormones can leave you backed up, nice. if you know what I mean. I'll leave that so, to, to discuss. <laughs> you're probably holding a little bit of weight, but like actually, when you become a marshmallow, a lot of the water you retain is in your boobs, in case of Ooh. potential pregnancy, that's where a lot of it goes. So really it doesn't feel thing. like it goes there, it feels like it goes everywhere. <laughs> it's supposed to anyway, or it can do. So let's just now start calling this uh, the Marshmallow Week. <laughs> yes. I think that we should absolutely I'm hashtag on Marshmallow it. Week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we should hashtag it and then and claim that as ours. Yeah, I'm going to start using that with my clients. Yeah. Like, oh, it's okay, today you're a Marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to look at me like, what? Okay. <laughs> Marshmallows are good. So just, <laughs> exactly. So, um, so back to standing on the scales, is there any other reasons why? So I think that a lot of people do know that your hormone balance is definitely, it contributes to what the scales say. Yeah. However, what if you are mid-month, you're feeling great, you've smashed it with your, you know, you've eaten healthy, you, you've been out and about loads, you've been training hard, what are the, you know, at that point, you would probably then stand on the scales and say, right, I'm ready for it, show this me it. the money. <laughs> and then you stand on and you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah, that mean like this will apply for, for men as well as women. But there's, there's, again, there's so many salt, how much salt you eat, how much sodium you're taking in, makes you retain water. In fact, most of it is just to do with water retention. Um, but if you're eating foods that are high in sodium, or even if you're eating foods that are high in sodium late at night and then you're weighing yourself in the morning, that'll make you retain a bit of water. It also affects like your gut flora, oh. so how happy your tummy is, which will then in turn make you feel bloated. Um, salty foods are also often carby foods, and yeah. carbs themselves uh, will make you retain water. But carbs are not bad. Carbs are not bad, but no. Some of the <laughs> carbs you consume basically are stored in the form of glycogen, which is just a fuel source that's stored in your liver and in your muscles. So 
and the stat is for every one gram of carbs stored in the body as glycogen there's another two or three milliliters of water retained so for every gram of carbs that's stored as fuel you're gonna hold water but it's definitely needed and that's also the reason why when you start a diet or if you start low carb keto whatever you drop weight really quickly yeah. that's because you're using up this glycogen and the water that's kind of linked to it but doesn't mean the carbs are bad carbs are still great carbs are fuel and you're yeah. feeling rubbish but um yeah anything that you drink and eat which is why really you should uh, weigh yourself first thing in the morning yeah after a meal probably 8 p.m latest this is ideal situation to weigh yourself but it never happens after pooping and peeing mm. but also you're like ew gross yeah. <laughs> But like, how does that happen? happen first thing in the morning? There's no magic situation that you can weigh yourself in. But first thing in the morning is always best before you eat or drink anything. Yeah, so I, I have experience of the skills, obviously, when I was on prep for um, competing and used to stand on the skills every day. And my routine would be get up, go pee, go stand on the skills, go measure myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I haven't stood on the scales since um, because I'm obviously working on like a lot of people will know because I'm quite honest about it but the shall we say issues Mm -hmm. that I've had since uh, competing and I now choose not to but I don't feel like I need to because I don't feel like I need to lose weight Um, but there are reasons why you know it's helpful I would never say that there's reasons why you should stand on the scales, but there's always reasons why it's helpful to stand on the scales. Yeah, it's definitely an indicator. It's just one of many, many indicators of uh, your fitness and health levels. I'm currently plugging the laptop in. (laughs) This is very unprofessional. (laughs) We just spotted that the laptop is at 4% and Gemma has a heart attack. (laughs) Okay, we're sorted. Um, Yes, so yeah, I don't, I don't ever go by the scales as the number one thing for all my clients. I always talk so about non scale wins. If, you, if, if it's not the number one thing, does it help you? It helps me over a longer period of time. Okay. So say you're training with me for three months and your weight hasn't changed, then there's an issue. Yeah. But if it's not changed from one week to the next, I'm not going to be like, you haven't followed your plan. Yes. It's definitely more a case of like, okay, we've been doing this for a really long time now. Why isn't your weight shifting? Oh, it's because I eat 6,000 calories a day at the weekend. Yes. And you're like, ah, yes, okay, that makes sense. So from it's actually more for me than for them. So it's more of a contribution to the overall picture yeah. that you need to then understand your client better. Yeah, but I take progress pictures. I get my clients to take progress pictures. We do measurements every four weeks as well, because there's another thing. There's no point getting a tape measure out every week because you're not going to change that much. But if you take it out every four weeks, sometimes people are absolutely shocked yes. at how much they've lost. I'll be like, oh, that's three and a half inches around their waist. And they're like, what? Yeah, well, because changed. That's, um, that, uh, that's a bit in line with the fact that you can weigh the same as you did four years ago, yeah. but look completely different. My So I always end up being 145 pounds. I don't know why. But <laughs> there is this idea that you have this kind of set point weight that your body's happy at. But I look so different yeah. at 145 pounds every time. 
and I look leaner every time I'm at that weight, which is good because it means I've gained more muscle basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another thing people always say like, oh, your weight's gone up because you've gained muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat. That's not true. In the slightest. <laughs> but if you're training your weight training, it, the, the training itself affects your weight. So it's not just, uh, obviously you sweat out a lot when you're in the gym, but you're causing inflammation in your muscles, which then, surprise, surprise, causes water retention. It's all water again. But yeah, so that's why you maybe weigh more when you've been weight training heavy. So never train your, never weigh yourself, sorry, after training, because it's not gonna make any sense. Say you've See, done quite 45 a lot of minutes. Yeah. yeah, they do. They set them in the out. gym. Yeah, on the way out of the gym. But if they've sweated out a lot just doing cardio, then maybe their weight's gone down. Mm -hmm. If they've done a heavy leg day, their weight may have gone up. Or honestly, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I've taken scales on the way out of the gym and I've always been like, they are shite, they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> These ones are broken. <laughs> These are broken and I am fine. <laughs> but again, also when you're training, you're dehydrating yourself and that causes water retention because your body's like, Ah, when am I next oh, going to get water? So I'm just going to hold on to this. So yeah, intense workouts. So lots of physiological reasons yeah. as to why. And it's really got nothing to do with fat. Yeah, the scales say nothing about your body composition or your fitness level. Yeah. Basically. And then that leads us on to um, my... I suppose my approach with clients would be why are you standing on the scales yeah and what are you making that mean so when i have clients now i don't have i, I don't coach fat loss clients i would send them to yourself obviously <laughs> um send them to you know a specialist in that way where when it comes to the mind management and the scales is a big thing and they don't want it to be mm -hmm. that's when i would then ask them why they're standing on the scales um and what does it mean to them because yeah. and sometimes it takes for people to write it down and see it before they really understand why they're doing something and this this is for a lot of things this isn't just about standing on the scales but if something is continuously making you unhappy and you are continuing to do it sometimes you need to just have a bit of a discussion with yourself yeah, yeah or true. see it in front of you i'll tell clients who i think are obsessing about their weight to stop yeah they're not allowed to weigh themselves for two weeks yeah i've got, I had one at one point who was messaging me every day with her weight i was just like stop yeah stop that you're not allowed on the scales give me your scales yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give them to me take the battery out and unsurprisingly like two or three weeks later when i weighed her she'd lost weight yeah. So it's because you've you've taken that obsession away. Yes. I think um I think when it comes to the mind management around it, that's in her case that's good that she's had a coach who recognised the obsession starting. Um anybody with O C D as a, a slight kind of obsessive compulsive nature is going to get obsessed with that. Yeah. Anybody who's controlling in nature is going to then try and control that um, and control what they see on the scales. Um, and for me, that is then, you're, you're kind of getting into the territory of what is it that you're feeling out of control with in your life? 
Yeah, why is this so important? And it's normally nothing to do with your weight. Yeah. Normally, it's because there's something else that you feel out of control with, and this is something that you can control. For sure. Therefore, you become the controller of that to yeah. then feel like you're back in that safe place because it is a part of your nature. Yeah. So, um, and the mindfulness part of that and the mind management part of that you need to ask yourself why um, and you had said that earlier what what is your why for standing on the scales yeah. so your clients have got that because you've asked them to and it's an overall um, result that you're looking for but it's not for them it's for you yeah so it's actually not for them at all I so do. then one of my fr the first questions I ask when I meet someone is kind of like what's what's compelled you to come to me like what is yes. what is your inner reason and sometimes it's just like oh I'm just noticing that my clothes don't fit that well anymore and I just kind of want to get back and sometimes it'll end up being like I've opened a can of worms and yeah. this person's like my relationship is struggling and so they'll find all these different things that they're unhappy with in life and they think they can fix it by losing some weight mm-hmm and of course I'm going to help them as much as I can to help them feel good in themselves but I do always recommend that they tackle their main issues first. Yeah. I'm not a counsellor obviously but if there's other things going on like they're not going to go away whether you lose 10 pounds, 20 pounds. But that, that would still make you feel good. Yeah. So I would always say you know if that's something that you're interested in and you do want to have control yeah. of then by all means go for it. Um, but when you're not seeing the results on something like the scales um, then you need to ask yourself you know are you, are you taking into account all the other things that it could mean yeah so what does that one result that day mean to you rather than everything like that it's everything that you feel bad about it you're normally feeling bad about it because it means x to you so standing on the scales in the morning it's not the weight that you want it to be because you were maybe a little bit less the day before so today that means that you're a failure it's most of the time it's that's normally the response it. i get yeah i get people being like oh no like, yeah oh, i'm so rubbish like why do i even do this why am i carrying on doing this and then i would then go deeper into that what what tells you what is it that it tells you what tells you that you're a failure and what tells you that you're bad at this yeah because if it all comes back to I stood in the scales and I'm half a kilogram heavier, but it could it's, it's not the facts because it could be water, it could be this, it could be that. Yeah, there's so many things it could be, but I still spend half my life convincing people of these things. Yeah, it feels like, or I'll be they'll literally tell me like, oh, I fitted into an, a size eight yesterday for the first time, and they'll step on the scales and their faces will just fall, and I'm like, yeah, but. You just You're told still me. Yeah, you, you just told me that you fit into a new dress size. It's still like it's just that number. People love stats. I like to when my clients have this. Um, you had mentioned when we were chatting earlier about laser focus, mm -hmm. um, and you don't like your la you 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 try and avoid that laser focus on the numbers. Yeah. And if anybody has laser focus on anything that tends not to make them feel good. Um, I try and pull it back a little bit and you've always got to ask yourself it's the um, it's the process that you need to focus on the result is is a result of the process yeah. but when you're not focusing on the process 
then you're actually not doing yourself any favours or speeding any sort of a um oh did we die? Oh no. Oh sorry guys I thought that having technical questions today. Your brain's just hard it's not a, it's not even like Mercury retrograde or anything, is it? <laughs> so everything should be working. Which um, by the way, speaking of Mercury retrograde, I found out something about weight and Mercury. Okay. That, <laughs> that it climbs in spring and summer, which your Mercury? body Yeah. Yes. Mercury climbs in spring and summer and your That's body right. then uses this hormone and retains more water surprisingly unsurprisingly so when it turns to summer you might think that you're gaining more weight but you can just blame it on mercury ah i mean maybe not in scotland maybe it's, it would dry still it's <laughs> just rise. a random fact of wow. course always comes back always comes back to mercury in some way or another yeah there don't was, even like, get witchiness. me. I don't even get me started on the witch shit. <laughs> she loves the witch shit. <laughs> You're just in a few minutes out of me saging um, Gemma because she came in in a bad mood today. And I was like, I'm just going to go and get something. <laughs> I turned around and she was like, has this like smoking stick and she's waving at a rabbit bum. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> just uh, cleansing your aura. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, back to the process. So. What if you were to then, you know, you've still got your, you still got your result and you're, you're at the forefront of your mind, you know, that's what you want to achieve or thereabouts because you need to always go easy on yourself and this is with weight, this is with goals in business, this is with just goals in life. If you have a goal, then place it in your mind in the future and then start to work on the process and start to really focus on the process and the process has to be every day. It can't be ahead of time. Yeah. We can't do anything about the future right now. Yeah. We can just do something today that then leads us to tomorrow and that trying to, that it's, it's all about being present again. It's, it's, it's about bringing yourself back, bringing yourself forward if you live in the past and being here today and just going right okay i have energy today and we do the best i can yeah so i always say as well when it comes to self-congratulation try not to do it when you've reached a certain weight but instead kind of set these moments on things like i ate well for a whole week yeah or i went to the gym four times this week or I ate green vegetables every day. <laughs> yeah. Those kind of things that are process-based, kind of contemporary things that you can congratulate yourself on instead of being like, yes, I finally made it to some arbitrary number. Yeah. But it's hard because people love a number. Well, people love a number, but I think we are. what we are trying to do is say, well, how do you feel? It's nothing to do with the number. Yeah. If they didn't know, if there wasn't such a thing as scales, then what would you do? You would go on how you feel, how you look, yeah. and that you, you would then adjust your work to suit that or to change that or to maintain that. So it all goes back down to how do you feel? If you feel shit about a process that you're in because it's a goal that you're trying to achieve, are you even trying to achieve the right goal then? Is it even for you? And yeah. and this is something that recently we've come up against yeah, because definitely. I was 
on prep, then I was off prep, then I was back on it, and then I wasn't, and then I was trying to intuitively eat, and then I was following a meal plan, and then I was back on prep, and then I was like, fucking hell, this all makes me feel miserable. And, and as Carrie's coach, I was a bit like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm all about well, <laughs> my job. Yeah, I did actually. And so I, then I, I just came to the conclusion that I was not living in line with my beliefs or my values or anything that I had spent so much time in researching and training and all the knowledge that I've put into my brain for other people. Yeah. I wasn't practicing it myself. And the minute that I started to was the minute that I felt better. So I knew that it was good for me. So Yeah, it's definitely important to kind of consider like how do you think that you're gonna feel when you reach this magic number? Like what magic thing do you think is gonna happen at this point? Do you yeah. think you're just gonna automatically love life? Yeah, I've got a story good. to lose. Do you have a story to lose? Yeah. Do you not just want to start eating healthy and yeah. feel better every day? Yeah, you probably will feel better because you are eating better. Yeah, and you might lose a stone, but who gives a shit if you don't? If yeah. you feel better, trust in the process. Yeah. And then the the goals will happen themselves. But that's yeah. it. Trust and focus on the pro the, yeah. pro the process. Um, and think about you know just as you were saying the kind of small chunks in the daily achievements. Um, or when you're struggling, just then think about how you feel when you do get up early and go to the gym, when you do eat healthy that day, how does it make you feel? And that is then your why for the next day or the next week. Or when you're struggling, that's your why to come back to. Yeah. Because it makes me feel good. And really, in the grand scale of things, what's the point in doing anything if it makes you feel like shit? So as well, I've had people, obviously, most of my clients are weight loss clients and some of them have been with me for a while. Some of them think that they've got a lot of weight to lose. They've been doing it for ages and it's kind of a case of stepping back from a weight loss goal and making it more about a feeling better goal. So if you are struggling with losing weight and you just feel like you've been doing it forever, then change your goal to something like increasing your cardio health. Feel fitter. Feel yeah. fitter instead of losing weight because all these things you'll feel better regardless and you and may end up losing weight. That's well, I was part going of to it. say they're normally an effect of you yeah. increasing your fitness or, or you set yourself a goal to go outside every day yeah. and go on a walk. Mm -hmm. And that's again conducive to weight loss, but as long as you get rid of that little kernel of like, this is all for weight loss yeah. in your head. But going outside or setting yourself a healthy eating goal instead of a weight goal, like all these things can actually help you achieve your goals in the long run, but mentally it's a little bit softer, it's a little bit less self-sabotaging than yes. concentrating on a number on the scales. Yeah, I think as well this can be this mindset can be transferred to pretty much any part of your life where you are struggling um, to find motivation or if you're just feeling like shit about something you kind of need to ask yourself why it's in your life, why you're doing what you're doing this can yeah. be transferred into careers, it can be transferred into, you know the, the, I see a lot of people who are business owners um, who yes, the, it, there is a struggle that you have to go through but if it 
makes you miserable, then you need to ask yourself what the goal is. I think you need to revisit the goal. Yeah. And I think that people, once they set goals, sometimes think that that must be achieved before they can do anything else. But there is no, there, there are no rules in the world where you can't change what your goal is. Your ego might take a kicking if you've told everybody what your goal is and then you change your minds. However, your ego isn't you and it's just a little bit about... Carrie's looking at me with like this twinkle in her eyes because she basically <laughs> <laughs> told me off for exactly this. You <laughs> just see her looking at me like, listen. Put your ego <laughs> back in the box <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> change your fucking mind. Yeah. That's it. Um, so yeah, that, that's... <laughs> I thought I was doing that in this slide. <laughs> no, I 100% felt like I was being told off there. <laughs> <laughs> so then, that then leads us to um, next week's topic. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like we've covered that. Basically, understanding your relationship with the scales is... Well, it's got two parts. One is actually understanding why the scale acts like it does, and it is completely incomprehensible. Yeah. It can be salt mercury <laughs> carbs or how you slept what you trained especially as a woman it's just difficult in general and the other part of understanding that relationship is understanding why you give a shit why do you care so much about this number yeah. like what importance does it have for you and then to kind of look at your goals and be like why do i yeah. Why am I losing weight? Because that's it most of the time. Why, why am I losing weight? Why am I scales in the big burning fire? Yeah. yeah. Carrie's a big fan of burning scales. Burning scales! I, I've got some good witch shit as well, but you could go do a little dance around it. And... <laughs> Please. <laughs> do that in video yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what we've got a YouTube channel. <laughs> Carrie burns things. Yeah, burns things and energy. But, yeah, so our, ne- our topic for next week is going to be self-sabotage, which is linked to this because obviously if you're feeling bad about not reaching this arbitrary goal, a lot of the time people end up self-sabotaging, whether that's kind of not eating for a week mm-hmm. because they've gained 100 grams on the scales or just treating yourself like shit, talking to yourself like you're the worst person in the world, self-sabotage comes in unfortunately a lot of different forms a lot of them are triggers a lot of them are to do with your weight and your perception of self so it is all linked it's all one big picture mindset mindfulness weight aesthetic goals fitness goals unfortunately they're all in one massive Mm -hmm. yeah they're under one big umbrella they're one big Um, umbrella Hormonal <laughs> umbrella. That's it. Um, and the uh, another part of self sabotage uh, next week will be, um, just how to become the observer. So, I teach quite a lot of clients, especially in meditation, um, to get in touch with a compassionate observer, and it's something that we tend not to connect with. Um, so becoming a compassionate observer just really means observing your thoughts in a way that you are a bit kinder to yourself and yeah, recognising when you're self-sabotaging yeah, recognising it, allowing for it sometimes yeah. because just to get over it is the best thing for it rather than self-sabotaging and then giving yourself a hard time for it and then not getting over it so yeah. it's about 
how to come out the other side of that, how to be kinder to yourself, because in doing so, you end up living your life. It's, and you end up living your life outside your head rather than inside your head and hating on yourself. Yeah. Um, which we are all guilty of. And again, next week's podcast will come from a place of experience for, sure. um, uh, for both of us yeah. um, and in many different ways as well and through our clients the experience that we've gained through uh, supporting our clients yeah so I hope you got something from this even if it is just an answer to why the scales aren't budging I'm hoping to see like all these scales like thrown over like garden fences <laughs> and stuff like that yes <laughs> But if even if you so if you're listening to this and being like oh maybe that's why because I had yeah. a really massive that's Chinese the, the night before so that's yeah that's why but um yeah take a little something from it and t- t- just take a second to ask yourself why you care yeah why you care so much why did you give a shit yeah that's it a lot of reflections needed in weight loss I think yeah starting sure. it and on the journey through but yeah. Thanks for listening. And we'll questions, see you. comments, all that. Yeah, Instagram, Sparkfit PT and Kerry the Ecle- Eclectic Witch. You One day I'll say, say that. You <laughs> <laughs> can never say that. The Eclectic Witch. Yeah, just message us on Instagram. And we are now on iTunes Woo-hoo. and Google Podcasts and Spotify. So, yeah, give us a wee rating if you're listening as well. That would be great. And tell your friends, tell your fam. Yes. Peace.